Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> I set the time zone. I set the time zone. And my phone does that automatically. I'm going to see if I can make the font bigger. (gasps) The font is larger. And Jesus wept. For there were no more worlds to conquer. Steven, I'm starting to not be able to believe it. After this episode, we've got 11 episodes of Community to talk about. It's outrageous. It's like I still feel in my head that we're at the top of the peak coming down, but we're like near the bottom of the peak. Yeah, when when we were just talking and you said like September, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, we're gonna be done doing the recap episodes of Community in September. Uh, we've talked a little bit about it, and I'm not going to get all into it. This show's going to keep going on weekly throughout 2022, but things are going to change after September when we recap the final episode of Community. Yeah. Wow. Substantially. That's crazy. What a time. And I'm still really excited and pumped and jazzed about uh, talking to you and talking about Community. By you, I mean the audience. I was going to say, I we lost our spark years ago, Zachary. I'm glad you're all here. Welcome back to the 99th recap episode here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Holy shit, Zach. I know, right? 
That's crazy. Very glad to have everybody here, whether you've been listening for a long time or, or found us more recently. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Zach, he said from a huge hole in his head. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steven, and uh, I, got by, I got bit by a cat. <laughs> you haven't been coming up with one lately, have you? No. That's a good one, though. That fits. Yeah, it works. That's a good one to have. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. I want to start off the program by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. And Stephen, what can you find over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast? You can find all sorts of things. You can find our weekly live recorded pre-show, You Can't Dis a Pre-Show, uh, that we record every week. You can find Brokeback Bebop. You can find Nerdstalgia. You can find a one-off episode of Scrubs that we talked about that was great. All sorts of content. Over, well over a full day's worth. And of course, we couldn't make all of that content that really is fun to make. Like, obviously we do the Patreon to put a little change in our pockets, but making all that extra content is kind of fun, too. Yeah, it's, kind it's of a blast. Reason. And it'd be fun to have more people check it out. But some of the people that do are $10 and up patrons over there, which are Brandon, uh, which are Brandon Fulcrum. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> nice. Brandon. Hi, right. I'm Frack. Shit. <laughs> Which are Brandon Fulkemer, Planeswalker Prez, Brian Thurman, Mary Baker Budisa, and Danny M. Lugo. People that we love very, very much, and we'd love to add you to that list. That website is, of course, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. And, of course, uh, that makes me think of the slash fanfic that I've recently uh, finished writing uh, mm-hmm. about our beloved father over at Communities on Twitter. Uh, just a little thing. You know, there are things that at this point in our relationship with Papa, I've just come to terms that they're not going to happen. Yeah. So I wrote them. Yeah. Uh, and I've shared see, them I, to the world. I have my own. What genre would you say yours is? I would say it's a lot like the show we've been talking about over on Patreon, Cowboy Bebop, where it's really nice. a jazz of a fan fiction. I it, like it, it. It hops and skips and jumps in all ways, in all kinds of directions. Of course, you will expect many of them, but some of them unexpected for sure. Yeah, I've been working on one, but mine's going a little bit more of an erotic horror route. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's scary yeah. for sure. It's, uh, well, we have a fear-based intimacy, and it, it works for both of us. <laughs> I love the story to be told that started with, hey, thanks for shouting out our podcast every week. I will shout you out every week to <laughs> this, which I guess has been a plug for at communities on Twitter. Somehow. Uh, a great community Twitter account. See, we're just trying to broaden their scope. How are you doing, buddy? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you feel the need to get off your chest before we, uh, before we get into this thing? Yes, I, I want to highlight an incredible album. Uh, that everyone oh. should listen to. Um, so I Peppa maybe Pig's first album four years ago, for the first time listened to um, like a non-English album. I grew up listening to a lot of jazz, a lot of pop, uh, hip hop, um, but I hadn't really listened to flamenco anymore. And that's how I found oh, Rosalia, wow. who now makes like reggaeton and things like that. But um, over the last couple of years, I've listened to a little bit more Mexican folk music. Um, and there's a great artist, Natalia Laforcada, who was featured in the movie Coco. She sings uh, some of the songs in that. Never um, seen it. But there's a new 
album that came out from a jazz-trained Mexican folk singer named Silvana Estrada. She's incredible. She's like 25. But she is an incredible musician. Her, like, band that plays with her, they're all, like, super jazz-trained, super talented. Um, But her newest album is called uh, Marchita, and it is beautiful. It's heartbreaking even if you don't understand a single word on the album it'll make you feel a lot of things it's beautiful it's powerful um and everyone should go listen to it because it's really 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 good that was really well said and it was absolutely not what i expected because usually you're like so this week i've been watching this tv show Uh, it's (laughs) it's a a five-star animated program it's about these aliens with four big old titties and they spurt this orange milk which is the lifeblood of one young sam i don't know (laughs) well yeah uh, zach that's clearly you're talking about uh my teenage babysitters of four-titted alien popular (laughs) and we've discovered talking on bebop that uh, to enjoy a show, you have to be able to place yourself into it. So it couldn't just be about the large-tittied aliens. There had to be yeah. a boy that you can place yourself into. That's the point of anime, Zach. <laughs> uh, so what's up? What's new? I don't know if I have anything to talk about. I'm tapped out at this point. We've been we've been just squeezing each other dry of every drip of small talk we've got. For those who don't know, Zach and, and I will quite literally die if we don't milk each other every day. And doing it virtually just doesn't feel the same. You know, I kind of feel sometimes that maybe we should do what, like, some asshole professionals do mm-hmm. and choose moments when we're setting up for things that we're not going to speak to each other. Mm-hmm. Because I feel a little tapped out when we get to the show sometimes. Well, you know, Zach, if we liked each not other, it wouldn't out. be that I love way. Doing the show. Uh, normally, when you tap out around me, it's uh, for a different reason. Hey, that's yo. true. I've got um, all I've got all kinds of color coded flags at all times <laughs> in my pocket just to help Stephen know where we're at. Yeah, that like sailing course we took really helps out in the bedroom. I'm trying to think if I've been watching anything interesting or or no. I, I Are haven't you watched yet. anything right now. What's going? What What is no, your TV nothing, life these just days? Just watching paint dry. Uh, mm-hmm. Catching up on shows I'm really behind on. Nothing really too exciting to talk about. I'd like to watch the new Beavis and Butthead movie, but I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, I've heard it's pretty good. Have you? Okay, I haven't heard anything about it. When I saw it, I was like, "There's no way that's gonna be good." And now I'm too young to know a lot about the show, but it, they're very much a part of pop culture, so. I've seen Do America, and I've seen a bunch mm-hmm. of bits and pieces of them. I'm excited to watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I I used to, like, when I was, I feel like, elementary school age, it was a thing that was, like, a little bit, like, older than what I should have been watching. But it was so childish that it wasn't, like, Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is this must much. be cool. It's kind of like yeah. that whole South Park allure of, I know this isn't for kids, so I want to watch it. Yeah. And as an adult, I don't know if I would enjoy Beavis and Butthead as much. Like, I'm normally fairly, like, lifted. But I don't even know if I'm high enough for that most of the time, Zach. Well, what's interesting is because what used to make it so funny was them commentating over music videos. Mm. And that's a big bulk of the show was in between cartoons. It'd be full music videos with them like Mystery Science Theater talking about it during it. Oh, that's cool. I get behind that. A lot of people don't know that anymore, like our age, yeah. because as they've re-aired the show, they don't have the rights to all the music videos. They don't videos, show that. So it's been lost. They don't show that anymore. And also, that's not really so much of a novel idea anymore, like reacting to videos like that. Sure, that's all It was that's a really cool YouTube thing is. when it was first on, but it was really different. Really MTV. 
But it, it kind of exists as a different thing now without the rights to all the music videos. It is weird how we're kind of in, like, that reaction culture, like, still. Like, yeah. I remember when, like, the grandmas react to hip-hop music. And, like, yep. those were like, ah, this is cool. That person's not supposed to enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. Those kids don't know what an 80s are, you yeah. know. But now it's like, <laughs> I'm going to like watch this video that's really popular and make faces at it and it's going to get a bunch of views. Well, speaking of kids that don't know what an 80s are, let's you and I ourselves move on to what we're here to talk about today, unless you've got anything else on your chest you want to get out. No, that's all. I've said all I have to say today. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about see everybody. Season... What do you say? I said see ya everybody. Oh, thank you for coming out. That's it. It's all we got. We're talking about <gasps> season 6 episode 2. It's Lawnmower Maintenance and Postnatal Care. The episode was directed by Jim Rash and Nat Faxon. Which wow. Is um, and the episode was written by Alex Rubens. This is his second and last writing credit after previously writing Cooperative Polygraphy last season, which is a pretty great credit. It's a to pretty have. good. <laughs> yep. And this episode originally aired on Yahoo's screen along with the first episode, Ladders, on March 17th, 2015. And let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's talk about community. Let's do it. There's someone hammering something outside my window, but I don't know if you'll... Usually it's on my end, so it's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, let's do some trivia. Let's tri act trivia. We're going to do a flavor of the week. Well, oh, I, I got a flavor this week, Zach. Okay, let's hear it. Um, well, let's you know, taste it. Let's feel it. Good friend of the show, Jamie Lou Cordis, uh, sent both of us a package recently. I'm going to go ahead and open mine up. And once you dig past the human hair and skin... You'll, you'll find a little present from, from little Jamie Lou in there. Ooh, it says, To my favorite little boyos, thanks for enjoying my work. Uh, this one's for you. And it says it's a special flavor, so obviously Zach and I are huge fans of the film um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and this is Absolutely. a special themed uh, flavor this week of our Act Trivia yogurt. Uh, and Jamie Lou has sent us uh, Michelle Yeoh's finger mustard ketchup swirl. Uh, <laughs> so in the film, there's some hot dogage going on. And, no and, spoilers. And I think... Watch the movie. Yeah, watch the movie. Uh, but this looks like a, a cup full of chopped up little hot dogs. What looks like chopped up little hot dogs, yeah. but are in fact human fingers. They are human fingers, but they look like chopped up little hot yes. dogs. Lots of nails going on. Some cheesy mustard and yep. some ketchup is all swirled. Jamie Lou's feet smells fresh like carpal tunnel piano, syndrome. Dipped in each cup. Oh, okay. I'm reading the fine print. We will actually experience seven hours of carpal tunnel after eating <laughs> this. This is great. This is magic in a cup. Let me let me take a sip of this. Uh, it's very liquidy considering, yeah. despite the solid nature. Mmm. Um, mmm. Mm -mm. That is unseasonably temperatured. I, it's really hot outside, Yeah. but that, I, I did not microwave this beforehand, it's but it's, warm. it's, boi it started to boil. It's getting hotter at, by the touch. All right. Well, let's get into some trivia before you, you burn those beautiful Ooh, let me little set taste that buds down. off. Put that back <laughs> in the ice tray. I've got five questions, six questions. I've got six questions for you. Today. I've got five for you. So I'll go first. What's Britta's cat's name? Ah, it's my first, well, it's kind of my question. Chomsky. Yeah. My first question is, who is Chomsky? British cat. hey -o! Look at that. I'll give you another one, I guess? Mm-hmm. Give it to me. What do Portuguese gremlins say? Chee-choo, chee-choo. Chee-choo, chee And Abed's chee -choo. like, close enough. 
what does the Dean jokingly first see in VR? Oh, he's like... Facts about Native Americans is one of them. That is one My of them. My taxes. Uh-huh. I don't remember the first one. You know, I'll give you some points. He goes... Ah, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. My tax documents. Yeah. Facts about Native Americans. Just kidding. Funny. Just kidding. <laughs> How do you print a file in the VR world? Oh, my God. You have to uh, grab the file. Then you have to take it to the the implant it. There's like a whole thing like with a castle. We had to plant it in the printing garden. That's close. You drag it to the accessories and peripherals castle and plant <laughs> it in the printer garden. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, okay, so Zach, the settings are uh, located in a monastery, but yeah. where are they not located? Oh, because he says, should I go here or here? Yeah. I don't remember, though. Uh, uh No. You sure? You want to try? Sure. Give it a go. You said Come you'd on. stop. We've talked about this. I haven't done it in a while, but you, I was about to not do it, and then it I remember like that day I one every time. Um, <laughs> uh, we were looking for volcano or the cobbler's workshop. Yeah, I didn't have that in there. What do you think is in the cobbler's workshop? The cobbled goods. What stuff? Cobbled goods. Cobbled. Why is it a Why is a cobbler someone who makes shoes? But cobblestone is like rock, but then a cobbler is like a dessert. They should have picked a different word for all yeah, those things. Yeah, and I don't want Adam Sandler near any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my peach cobbler! That uh, is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. What is Elroy's company named? Oh, uh, Future Pro. No. Zoom Go. You're not getting closer. View, view Po. That wasn't... Close, but it was closer. Look, look, zoom. You're getting farther. It's virtue good. Virtue good. View Industries. go. That was closer. You're right. Yeah. I good know. job, Zach. Not close, but closer. Closer. <laughs> I have one left. How many do you have left? I've got two left. Okay, give me another one. Uh, Windows... Give me that. <laughs> Windows hard drive and wingman air. Oh, f I should have asked my question. That, that was my question? question. Eight seven central. What day? Oh, I... Wednesday. No. F what was it? Tuesday. Tuesday. Damn it! I do and have one more. Question, I lied. How much is the check that the dean gives Elroy worth? $5,000? No. We're at Greendale. Think smaller. $1,000? We're at Greendale. $50. It was $500. Damn it! I do have one more question. Okay. Well, why did you put me through that? That <laughs> I, was too much for my little emotions. I know. I'm sorry. I skipped it. Uh, Let's hear it. When did Britta postate the check to her parents? For, for a year. A year in the future. Because she's going to get a new job and go to a new town uh, where she'll have new friends that something about her parents. Exactly. Well, that's trivia. That's trivia. It's time to read some emails. To the people who really put effort into their trivia. Oh my God! We've got Quite five. Let's do it. Emails. Everybody, strap in. Uh, pour yourself a a steep glass of plant-based hot chocolate. Heyo! It's time to do this. Um, our first email is from our good friend Brandom. Uh, hey guys, Jesus wept. Yeah, he did. He sure um, did. This episode is kind of a mixed bag for me. 
On the one hand, there are a lot of funny moments, and we get the introduction of Elroy, who makes me laugh with almost any of his lines. On the other, if you don't find the Dean being suck in VR world funny, you're not going to like this one. I think most of the VR stuff is funny, so I'm okay with it, but I can see how this could be someone's least favorite episode of the show, since they just wow. keep going to the same joke over and over again. The British storyline here seems to be controversial in the community community. Um, I like that she accepts her parents into her life and seemingly forgives them for being bad parents when she was growing up. The fact that her friends consistently lied to her for years about their involvement doesn't sit well with me. I know it's a comedy and Britta's the punching bag most of the time, but that seems pretty harsh. Agreed. Um, Favorite funny moment. Uh, Elroy's first scene with Jeff in the RV. Uh, It's pretty funny uh, when he's like, uh, I can copy a file by holding my finger on a phone. And Elroy says, oh, so can a monkey. We're building worlds within worlds. <laughs> it's great. Then we have some trivia here. Okay. Uh, what is the name of Britta's cat that bites Chang? Get with the times, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, Chomsky. Chomsky is the name. Um, what is the name of the Angry Birds ripoff Elroy's designing in his RV? I didn't there was a name? It was called. Yeah, apparently. Huh? I didn't see it. Too fast. Did mm. you play Angry Birds? A little. I played Angry Birds pretty intently. Did you see the, the Angry one. Birds movie? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Not the second one, though. Yeah. First one was decent. Okay. Um, for, like, what it was, you know. A movie um, based on a telephone app. Yeah, about throwing birds at pigs. Yep. Uh, why does Chang... Oh, you know what? The Rio version of that game is pretty fun. When Rio 2 came out, they made a Rio version. That was fun. You'd, like, okay. free the birds from the cages. Uh, who does Chang mistake Elroy for in the nurse's office? Troy. Troy. That was funny. I wrote that down as my favorite. Let's look at the answers to this trivia. We got Chomsky right. Uh, the Angry Birds game was called Scorpion Bazooka. Where did that come from? Apparently, okay. it was seen for a brief moment on his iPad. Um, episode MVP. Okay. Uh, Britta for the win, he says. Yeah. Uh, on top of accepting her parents' mistakes and moving on, she gets a lot of funny moments, my favorite being when she rides off on the green machine. Honorable mention to the Dean, Jim Rash was giving it his all in the VR scenes. Awesome physical comedy. Thanks, mm-hmm. guys. Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. You did great. Yeah, that was... Uh, I was going to make like a random joke. And thanks for becoming a patron. Welcome. We we'll you. say your name. Now we'll be a little <laughs> bit nicer to you. <laughs> Yeah, just a little razzin for the new guy. Yeah, we just um, like to we just like to you know slap people with our towel a little. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next email is from our good pal Artie. Artie. Artie says hi, Zach and Steven. Hello. I'd like to start off. Clearly, this I'm her favorite because she put my name first. Well, clearly, age before beauty. Um, I'd like to start (laughs) off in this email with addressing your curiosities of certain British idioms in last week's podcast. Uh, you guys mentioned the phrase getting mullered, which honestly isn't a super common phrase these days, but essentially means getting incredibly drunk. Yeah. Uh, other variations of that phrase that I think she's wrong. They say it all the time. I say it. Yeah. They say it all the time there. I've come on. I was there last week. It goes both ways. (laughs) Um, other variations of that phrase that are used more include absolutely bladdered and wankered. 
But as Brits, we do joke about how you can use pretty much any word to describe how inebriated you are. Last night, I got absolutely tumble dryered. That works. I like that. <laughs> that's that's, I'm going gonna, gonna to start using that. Yeah, that's a good one. I got right. absolutely distrained yesterday. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like <laughs> sounds something sexual, else. Yeah. Uh, anyways, on to season six, episode two. This episode has some funny moments, but overall, it felt just okay. Of course, watching the Dean Experience VR is great, and the addition of Keith David's Elroy Potasnik is one of the things that makes Season 6 brilliant. But, as you mentioned last week, without a TV show's restrictions, the episodes in this final season are noticeably longer, and while sometimes it's a good thing, in the case for lawnmower maintenance and postnatal care, it feels like an edited 22-minute version would have been much better. Also, I'm not entirely sure how popular opinion is, um, I hate the addition of Britta's parents. It might be because mm. I have god-awful relatives, but it's very clear that <laughs> Britta was dealt a bad card when it came to parents, and not only is that played for comedy, which on its own could have been done well, but she isn't vindicated and instead just painted as being hysterical. This is kind of where the Britta is the worst running gag gets a bit too sinister for my liking. It's huh. not uncommon for children who have shitty parents to grow up needing a chosen family for emotional and financial support. Britta's chosen family pretty much shafted her, nice, pretty much shafted her and still picked her parents' side when they heard them say, us being bad parents, that has more to do with you, which is pretty shitty. Um, All of the remaining members of the former study group have at least one awful parent and receive sympathy from each other for this. You'd think they have a little more empathy for their friend. I like that. Thoughtful take, Artie. Uh, I don't totally hate the storyline, but I think that the issues that already brings up our ballad yeah um britta's not even my favorite character but i felt really bad for her watching this episode again she's my mvp for the episode by proxy of the rest of the main group absolutely sucking (laughs) Uh, despite me being a bit overly sensitive of the b plot i do have some favorite moments of this episode Kim jong's calm line delivery in the cold open as his hand was being chewed out by the cat was brilliant and that's the bone really just waiting for her to finish up there's not a lot i can can do do. (laughs) this was a mistake uh (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go home. I'm embarrassed. Uh, The Dean saying, we mock what we don't understand, to which Jeff replies, we also mock what's silly, uh, which was funny. Jesus wept. Side note, the Dean's VR avatar is double-cheeked up. Yeah, some cake down there. I think it was modeled after Jim Rash would be my headcanon. I just like to picture that that's what his body looks like. The VR avatar. I would. Yeah. Elroy's, (laughs) the giant silver one. Oh, definitely would. Yeah. Pick me up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the line, get out of my Winnebago, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, also, it's probably the first episode that made me realize that, dang, Joel McHale's hot. Season six, Jeff this is, is the, the hottest This is the first Jeff. episode you realize? <laughs> I think he was this hot last season. Yeah, I, I do think there's like an even step up, though, in this one. When he picks the Dean up, he picked me up. Uh, <laughs> I understand why the Dean would enjoy being beaten up by him. Yeah. Feel a little bit of the scruff rub against your face in a tussle. Oh, yeah. If we ever get to talk to him again, we're going to have to make it a little more horny. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we, we got the good interview. Now we can just make him uncomfortable. Did we? <laughs> we got 30 <laughs> minutes of the good. We, we almost got to the interview We got part. the first third of the good interview. <laughs> yeah. We're like, okay, time for some questions. He's like, got to go. <laughs> I, I'm out of here. I'm actually late to another thing. Absolutely not. Um, looking forward to hearing I'm your thoughts. Dom and Andre. Already. Yeah. Are they still alive? Are we, Artie, we killed thank them. Thank you for the email. I love how she's teaching us culture through her I like emails it. about community. Do you have any more UK questions for Artie? Um Here's a question. Yeah. Uh do you prefer British or English, Artie? What floats your boat? Yeah, what language is your preference? <laughs> 
What do you what what does that mean? British or like what, called British or yeah. English? Like when okay. you refer to yourself, do you say, Oh, I'm I'm British or do you say, Oh, I'm English? My question would be, what of the perceived nasty gray looking British food is the tastiest? Because I want to uh, try it. Yeah. Let us know, Artie. Right. Um our next email is from What? Steven? I was going to call it Tim Toom because it's the new Tim. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Cable. Two, two our good, Tam. Our good it's friend. Two Tam. It's Two Tam. It, two Tam. I like it. Our He's good friend Two Tam. Tam. Timmy Cabe's on the ones and twos. Uh, yeah. Hey there with a smiley emoji. How you doing? That, that was from me to you, Timmy. Uh, it was pretty cool listening to y'all read my message last week. Your shit talking cracked me and a few of my best friends up. Just so you know, I do listen to the podcast to the end. I skip the intro most of the time, though. Wow. If you get all your friends together so they can hear us reading your email on our podcast, maybe you guys should, like, I don't know, like, go play a game or something. <laughs> <laughs> go, like, for a walk. Maybe it's like a... like. I'm a, kidding. That's really cool. Like a, like a group thing. Like maybe it's like a, a type of yeah. play. I don't know. I think the best way to listen to our podcast is in a room full of people filled everyone dead silent shh, <laughs> shh, 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 shh. it's the act tribute flavor what are they going <laughs> with um loved your perspectives of frankie's intro last week this week's episode is one i love so much and it's probably my least favorite brita episode we're getting some back and forth takes on this episode yeah I, i'm excited already. to see how we feel about it we even talked yeah. about it together at all sure um the a and c plot are stellar and keep me laughing non-stop the B is a C plot, Chang. Uh, the B plot makes me cringe guess, sure. in a not fun way. I also don't care for the end tag much. I love the idea, and I think it's probably because what? it feels too long. Portuguese gremlins? Yeah. What's wrong about, uh, what is it, a holy water turns them good, but rainbows make them more evil, than, them they more evil than they were before, they were before that? Before. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, same thing happens to me. If I see a rainbow, I get fucking pissed. Yeah, Steven was wild during Pride Month. Yeah, I was on a rampage. <laughs> it's not out of homophobia that he's, like, tearing down all the, no, it's all just the pride flags. It's just me off. Yeah. I had, like, a bad experience with a box of Lucky Charms. I don't want to talk about it. Um, anyone, anywho, here's my act trivia answers way... Oh, here's my act trivia answers way down. Thank you. I have to, like, painstakingly tiny yeah. scroll so I don't see Make anything. it as tough for Steven as possible. Um... <laughs> What are the three things Dean says when he first walks into the study room? Let me see if I can get it this time. Dinosaurs, my tax documents, facts about Native Americans. I think that's right. It, uh, it what's Brita's cat's name time. and gender? Well, first of all, bold of you to assume. Chomsky, I think they say she. I thought it was a he. It's always hard to tell with cats, kind of. Yeah, it's true. What's um, have, you ever, you, have you ever seen a cat penis? Remember that? Good old Troy Barnes. Ah, nice. It's like Troy thinks all all dogs are boys and cats are girls. <laughs> Can you disprove it? Have you ever seen a cat penis? That's fair. That's funny. Um, what are the three it. things the, show the dean community. does trying to delete sometime. the file? What does he do when he's trying to delete he the file? He archives it. He archives it. He sorts, he sorts it. it. And also, if you mean physically. Yeah, he like he bows and arrows throws it, it in the air he tries to shoot it with a bow and arrow which sorts it Indeed, and then he takes it. it to the fountain and puts it underwater till the bubbles i stop, love how long it. that scene goes that's something you absolutely could not have done on the oh hell no you can't yeah. fucking drown a struggling file. well i'm just talking about because of how slow and dragged out the animation is you couldn't do that yeah 
It has to be fast. Quick cuts, like like taken three when he's Liam Neeson trying to jump over a fence. Just cut, just cut him real fast. Yeah. Uh, what company was Elroy the founder of? I'm gonna try and get it. Uh, it's a it's a V then a G. It's yeah. a virtual go. Viewer go. I'm really surprised this is this hard for you. Vibe vibe go. It was virtue good. Virtue good. Oh my god. Uh, what are Britta's parents been names? having a stroke Deb. since about season four? Deb is the mom. Uh huh. And Who Martin Mole. Yeah. Um, what does Jeff say Britta is rebelling against? I don't know. <laughs> the system. Uh, what does the dean notice Elroy? How does the dean notice Elroy when he shows up? His his voice. The architect. The architect. Uh, what does Frankie say Britta has with her parents? I don't know. These are hard. Who is this? This is this is two Tom. Two two Tim. Tim two. Timmy two shoes. Um, I was thinking Danny wrote this email for a second. I know these are hard as shit. Those are tough. Um, oh wait 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 wait. Uh, the the uh, the. Uh... Do you scroll ahead and look? No. The uh, okay. the um um um. um... They're in the car, cause I laughed at this. It was a yeah. joke. Yeah, uh, was. Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. Her oh, parents yeah. are Jimmy Fallon. That's her okay. dad's name, Jimmy Fallon. I'm lost <laughs> because it, she had to deal with them when they were awful, and now they're yep. Now they're good, but Jimmy Fallon's still not. It was so never good. Invalid. Yeah. Uh, if anything, Jimmy Fallon was funnier in the weekend update with Tina Fey. Yep. He was funnier when he couldn't not laugh on SNL than he is when he pretends to laugh while talking uh, to Chef Gordon Ramsay uh, on his show. Uh, uh, not, now, now pretend like you're, uh, Beyonce singing the, uh, ABCs. The <laughs> I'm gonna do it too. Jimmy Fallon the ride, though. Not too bad. The best part of Jimmy Fallon the ride is the acapella group that performs in the waiting room. And, like, the death behind their eyes <laughs> as they have to sing They're single ladies. They're miserable. Like yeah. Dudes. Did we get the question right? Was that it? I don't know. The The answers aren't yet. There's more to come. It was uh, Jimmy Fallon the ride? Yeah, the I answer? think so. They're at Minions. Um, my funniest moment this week... My funniest moments this week were pretty much everything Chang and the Dean did. Agreed. Mm -hmm. They're stars. I mean, Jesus wept, for there were no more worlds to conquer. One of my favorite lines in the whole show. I love it. Uh, that was from me, not from Tim. Uh, and Chang showing up at Annie and Abed's place, the whole scene with Elroy getting the Dean out of VR is magic. Also, Chang in the very beginning, all calm while the cat eats his hand. This leads me straight into my MVP. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, too, Tam. <laughs> I'll start with an honorable mention to Jeff. His little comments through the episode were on point, and for me, like when the Dean says third Dean mention and he says wit or my feet aren't meaty while leaving Elroids. <laughs> I can feel his frustration with the situation, and I like the dynamic he and Frankie have when they problem solve. Another honorable mention to Chang. He does so much with so little here. His voice and the look on his face when Jeff yells, go to the nurse, and he says, I'm, I'm trying. trying. <laughs> Make me laugh every time. The Dean takes it for me, though. I don't know how Jim Rash does it, but his performance here is top-tier comic genius in my eyes. I tend to flex a lot, so roast away. What did he... Did he flex? What was the flex there? 
the questions being hard. That's if the that fun. was him trying to show off some muscles, I didn't see shit. <laughs> we just got to see Dean Craig they, they just know that we're quick to be mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. We do kind of shit. See, see, that's the difference, right? Because you may be thinking, oh, if I want to get my name read, I don't need to join the Patreon. I just write an email. That's not how it works, okay? Mm -hmm. We will talk bad about you if you just email. But when you're a patron, you get nice things said to you. Um, you two are great. Kinda. I've listened to quite a few of the community podcasts, and I love y'all's sarcasm and the way you talk shit. It lands for me. Thank you both for putting the work in. And Steven, happy birthday. Late as f Mine oh, was a couple days before yours. Wow. Thanks, Phew. Tim. Uh, thank you. I I commend you for your wishes to me. I will not be doing that to you. <laughs> Unless we get into that at least $10 tier. Yeah. Then some well birthday wishes will be sent. Mm -hmm. But you got it. You got to earn it. Yeah. You got to just earn like Brendam. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Trivia answers. Um, number one. Oh, no. Dinosaurs. My tax documents and facts about Native Americans. Nice job. Uh, it was Chomsky and a boy. So you were half right. I was all the way right. Um, <laughs> number three. What are the three things the dean does? Try to delete the file. Shoot a beam at it. Shoot an arrow mm -hmm. at it. And then drown it. Really uh, Virtue Good Technologies movie. apparently is Elroy's company. I think Vugo works just fine. Um, <laughs> Deb and George are the parents. Uh, whimsical Game Nights, Generosity, Delicious Lobster, Bacon, Mashed Potatoes are the things that Britta is rebelling against. Um, Not Jimmy Fallon, the ride. No. Uh, and what does Dean notice Elroy? How does he... He notices him by his uh, baritone voice and the scent of Tic Tacs with a tinge of Nagahide. What's Nagahide, Zach? No I don't know idea. what that is. No clue. Huh. Not going to Google it. Uh, nope. And then what does Frankie <laughs> say Britta has with her parents? Jimmy Fallon Syndrome, mm. the ride. So it was Jimmy Fallon the ride. It was. Jimmy Fallon the ride did give me Jimmy Fallon syndrome for sure. Yeah, what's the uh what's the penguin's name? Is there a penguin or something? A panda. No, no, you're talking about hashtag the panda. Yikes. What about teenage girl Jimmy Fallon that says Yo, Yeah, grass. I think actually it's time to tell people that one of the four shows we're deciding between for the next one is the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. We're going to rewatch every episode. Every episode. It's like, oh, yeah. this week I just thought Morgan Freeman's jacket was a little off. I don't know. I don't know. I think that the seventh time they did Wheel of Musical Impressions was much better than the ninth and tenth. Oh, Ariana Grande is going to do a Celine Dion impression again, everybody. Tune in. All right, well, we got like six more emails left. Uh, we've got two more. Okay. Uh, this next one is from our fan fic father, uh, Communities himself. It says, hi, guys. One of the early season six episodes. This one is a favorite. Uh, Dean is in full VR crazy, and we finally get something about Britta's life before. My MVP is Britta, but the funniest bit was watching VR Dean drown a document. <laughs> On a side note, Chang's ever-growing hand was a reference to an event that happened to Chris McKenna. His hand was swollen from, I think, a cat bite, and he stayed in the writer's room until they forced him to go to the doctor, because it was huge. Uh, have a great one, guys. Communities, this podcast. Matt, and then parentheses it says, your loving father. Um, it does. It, does. it says it. It says, it says not your father, but I switched it. Oh, you should have just kept it. Um, I can do it again. That's okay. 
Who's got uh, Have a great one, guys. Communies, Matt, and then Princey says, not your father. It's a little running joke we have where he's like, I'm not your dad, but like he is. Um, what's the name of British cat? Chomsky. Uh, where's the Jamba Juice Brita burned down? San Jose? Yeah. I think, job. right? I think so. Because like, after we sent you uh, like a bir- like a postcard. <laughs> how long is that going to keep coming back to me? Well, until arson's legal, like, sweetie. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, how old was Brita when she ran away? Don't know. She ran away? Uh... <laughs> Okay, answers. Chomsky. <laughs> it was in San Jose, and then she was 17 when she ran away. It's a little old. Mm-hmm. You can kind of just leave at that point. Yeah, like almost legally. You can yeah. just don't be there. Uh, thanks, Dad. Love you. Um, <laughs> our next email is from our good buddy, Christine, who joined us for the pre-show today. Hope you that enjoyed it, Christine. Uh, got to see some high-pressure podcasters, you know, uh, patreon.com slash... <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Just I, I it's don't. fine. Just move on. Just why on. would I know? Why would I go there? I am that. <laughs> I don't. I don't search my own Instagram to look at it. I just click the picture of the little head. <laughs> uh, greetings, Zach okay, and Stephen. Hey, uh, happy to be back for a second week. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this episode, to be honest. Uh, while there are some funny slash sweet moments that seems to drag more than last week's episode, even so, I really enjoyed the Dean and Britta's antics and with the, induct- the introduction of Elroy. As the season goes on, I find him to be a fun, legit straight man, while Frankie is so normal it borders on crazy. Elroy is just a guy who comes in and it really shows off how weird the other characters are. Also, Keith David's voice is just so, so good. Agreed. Yeah. His line delivery is something to behold. So glad they brought him back after he narrated Pillows and Blankets. Absolutely. If you want to see his best work, check out The Cape uh, on NBC. He plays like some circus guy or something? <laughs> yeah. Good who stuff. is like, is he magic? The Cape's magic. The Cape itself is magic. But doesn't right? he? He's magic too, right? Because he has like the smoke <laughs> bombs. Like Batman? But smoke bombs... <laughs> Not everything magicians do is real magic. Batman even. is a smoke magician. Bo- is smoke what you're bombs saying. isn't magic because he has a cape. Right. Is the cape Batman? Batman's technically a magician. Cause, cause like Robin was like a circus thing. Yeah. Did they just make Batman and Robin into one person and call it the cape? I don't think we can give him that much credit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> something that I'm not really entirely sure of my feelings on. Britta's parents. Throughout the show, Britta's dislike and distrust of her parents was a pretty solid thread. As for why she didn't like them, there were some strong implications that it had something to do with a man in a dinosaur costume. There was a speculation as to what happened to Britta, and Dan pretty much confirmed that Britta was molested. Reddit thread linked below. Haven't read that. Interesting. Um, should I click on it? Check nah, it out. who's got the time? But that's interesting. We'll read yeah. it. Um, some little hints... Some little hints in the show include Duncan mentions a birthday party that was attended by a rather enterprising transient in a dinosaur costume, and Darkless Timeline Abed asks Britta about her parents, then we cut to him asking, what was he wearing? And Britta Hmm. responding, he was dressed as a dinosaur. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, There's a YouTube link showing that. Um, I am just not sure how I feel about how they explore the relationship with Britta's parents, given the stuff they had set up beforehand. I'm pretty sure the writers had their reasons, but it just feels weird. Even so, Gillian is so good this episode, and her parents are still entertaining. Anyways, on to the rest of the email! Um, and also, bonus points to Christine this week, uh, 
for putting the trivia and funny moments places, not only in bold, but underlining them too to separate them from the rest of the text. I appreciate that. Great from work. From a formatting standpoint. Uh, what musical does the dean have a poster of in his office? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Funny Girl. Uh, what nickname does Dean give to Frankie? New Abed. Yeah. No. No, that's not. No. Who says that to her? Something about counting beans. Mm, bean counter. Uh, hey, better counting than flicking, am I right? Um, <laughs> oh, no. What does shooting a file with an arrow do? Archives it. Yeah, it sorts it. You keep sorts saying archive, it. it sorts it. Well, they both things happen. Yeah, but not when they hit it with the arrow. Well, it just sorts it then, actually. So all right, I'll I'll play I'll play your game. <laughs> uh, what does what is the name of the device the dean purchased? The uh, view go. It's like Virtue Good twenty six hundred or something. I'm gonna go with Viewgo five thousand. Uh, funny moments, Dean. I'll bite you, Jeff. I'll beat you up. Dean, I'll like, I'll it. like it. <laughs> um, all of Abed's little quirks. When Britta starts crying and Annie hugs her, and Abed's like, "Can I? Uh, do I do, do, I, I do this too?" And then, <laughs> before putting his head on her shoulder, which was also so sweet. Or when Britta slams the door and he says, "Are you strong or angry?" <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, Jeff's. Uh, you don't know for sure. I'm not a veteran, and no one can say for sure that today isn't Veterans Day. False, Jeffrey. My grandma's birthday is Veterans Day. It's November 11th. Nobody knows their grandma's birthday. I do, because I always had a goddamn Veterans Day convocation at school. Because I went to school in the goddamn United States of America, where sitting and singing the national anthem is more important than goddamn education. Yeah. Like, we took, like, two hours out of the whole day. I mean, I liked it better to than file into a gym. And I'd have to go and place taps on different locations in the bleachers. Yep. And they'd give all the old white dudes little tiny rows for their shirts. Everyone's with these old men that should be at home. Gets to come stand up and yeah, and he like shakily stands up minutes. and takes six years off his life because he had to come into this goddamn asbestos-filled building. <laughs> USA. Uh, so thanks for the emails, everybody. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Britta's. Uh, how long is that going to stick with me, Britta's mom, until arson is legal, honey? Um, MVP this week is Britta. MVP's bolded too. Nice job. I really enjoy Gillian's performance. Her slightly over-the-top actions are so true to a 17-year-old beefing with their parents. Also, I just chose a random person after Zach suggested that last week. Then, like, a smile, but with, like, the six chins underneath because it's a big smile in my defense Zach, like choosing an mvp takes a lot more mental I've energy said. than just word vomiting into the email for whatever reason looking <laughs> forward to hearing your thoughts on the episode signed everyone's favorite murderous car christine <laughs> nice. nice well done christine good email uh, and that's email. what we got this week. Thanks, All everyone, right, so for writing in. Let's move right on to the next segment because we've got a Big Stuff Season 6 episode to get through. So before we do, let's find out, everyone, that did – wait, what? Did Steven did watch Steven the episode watch this the episode week? This week. TM. How are you feeling about this one? I think you can I do it. I should be able to do it. I okay. think you can do it. There's Come not on. a lot of thing, different things that happen. It's a long episode, but there's only so many things that happen. Yeah, they really milk 
what they got going on. All right. Well, I am so ready to taste the milk that you've prepared for all of us. Let today. me grab a ready? quick frothy sip of uh, mushroom milk? foam. I always keep a big tall glass of full fat milk. Yeah, every unpasteurized, time I straight from the cow, thick yeah. and <laughs> yep. sloshy. Yep. I've All right, I'm ready. Twenty seconds farms. on the clock. Yep. Oh shit, well, James Con died. James Con. Yeah, the actor. Yeah. Damn. Who is he in? Uh, he was the older guy in Las Vegas. He's the dad and oh, elf. Yeah. He was 82. He was in The Godfather. Yeah. Oh, he was an elf. <laughs> I did I did just say the dad in elf, Zach. He was the dad in elf. Oh, he was the dad in elf? Like Santa? All right. Three, two, one, go. The Dean bought an Oculus, and now he's running around on the footpad. It was created by Elroy, who lives in a Winnebago. Uh, Britta's upset because she's moving in with Annie and Abbott, finds out her parents bought the couch, and her parents have been giving her friends money and bailing her out this whole time. So she goes to confront them and finds out that her friends are friends with her parents, and her parents are like, it's not our fault, we were high. And Britta's like, you're bad parents, but I'll Stop. forgive you. Uh, I would have liked some more about the Dean's, like, attachment mm -hmm. to the VR. Yeah. And I didn't hear anything about Chang being bit by a cat. Didn't get it. Didn't but it you in. didn't do a bad job. Thanks. It's still going to pay me the two mil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, even if you did a bad job. It's my quick. Uh But I still don't think you're cracking a B plus. I think that's a B. I'll take it. Thank you, Zach, yeah, okay. for your firm you're but so fair you're so rating, welcome. like always. Favorite funny moments you got in your written down? Uh, I do. Um, I think Gunshot. of all the great Chang moments, the one that still made me laugh the hardest when he was like, I'm pretty embarrassed about this, and then leaves just total deadpan. That's incredible. So good. I wrote down. Did you? Is that your only one, or did no. you write down several? I okay. have more. We'll I wrote down time. Abed hugging Britta. He's like, "Do I do this too?" That um, was very funny. And then maybe one of my favorite lines. I said it earlier in the whole show. And Jesus wept, for there were no more worlds to conquer. I've never thought that line's that funny. Well, Zach, let me explain the historical context to you. I know that there's a... In the Bible... I know that Jesus wept Jesus is the shortest wept, Bible verse. But then uh, there's also a famous quote about Alexander the Great, where after okay. he conquered all of the, the world to I think I get mind, it, He Steven. said, and Alexander wept because there were no more worlds to conquer. And then he got AIDS from Rosario Dawson and died. I know about the AIDS, Stephen. I Colin get Farrell. the joke. Is Jesus. That's what um, this was, I wrote right? down, I really thought it was funny when Britta was scoffing for a long time about her parents being good people. She yeah, I like really well. made like a, I shook my head no at that. No, I shook my head no at something else that happened. But that I, I, I looked over at Danny and she was not amused. I, I'm going to say this. One of my least favorite Britta episodes and it has nothing to do with Gillian's performance. But yeah. We'll um, get to it. Interesting. I liked the Dean trying to delete the serial number. That was great. Um, your turn. I have, I have oh, okay. a few more. <laughs> uh, the Dean being a zombie at the computer screen at really the good. end when he's, like, learning to click and drag. And he's like, he'll be back to himself in about an hour. <laughs> um, I liked when, and someone pointed out earlier, but when Jeff was like, go to the nurse. And he was like, I'm, I'm trying. trying. <laughs> I wrote that down as well. Uh, Abed, uh, and Annie, when they pop up in Britta's parents' house from behind the chair. That was funny. Um, I like the bit with the, 
he started asking for a pee jar a little bit ago, and it just keeps getting more and less and less of a it joke. It started as a joke. Uh, and then I wrote down last, I thought it was really funny when Chang shows up at Britta's parents' house, that Britta's parents know him, and Britta's mom's like, Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, the last one That's I wrote I down was Chang in a stupor going, you're back, Troy, to Elroy. Yeah, that was a good one. Let's get into it. I think this episode is okay. Yeah. I really like the Dean VR stuff. I think pretty much everything about this episode is okay. I wow. think the actors commit really well. I think there's some really funny ideas. I think I think the VR stuff is a little too one note e. Uh obviously I love Jim Rash and he does it really well. He gets a lot of time to like be in the spotlight. But there aren't there isn't enough of like a thing but it just feels like they wanted to do VR to do VR. And then that's it. I don't know. And the British stuff is also good, but as usual with stuff like this in the show, I wish they would have gone deeper with it, and they yeah. just don't. I think it's such a cop-out for the parents for the... Also, here's something that doesn't work. If her parents were so like strict and on her, like, oh, are you doing drugs because you're laughing too much, and they were like fun sticklers, they don't remember it because it wasn't about them or because they were high because they clearly had a good time at Woodstock. So were they, what was the, what? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like that at all. I, I dislike I the most idea things about that... the British storyline. I did not love anything to do with that in this episode. There were some funny bits. Gillian does a really good job and she commits, but I don't like the story. I don't yeah. like how much Britta's friends, how little they think of her that they would be going behind her back and taking money from her parents instead of just saying... Or oh. how little they think of themselves that they're taking money from their friends' Yeah, parents. what the fuck? That's... Sorry, that... I don't like that at all. I think that it paints almost all the SETI group in a pretty bad light. I think that... I Now, I do really enjoy the Dean stuff. I like Elroy's interactions with Jeff. Keith David is great. Oh, I'll even go there. I don't... I, Keith David is great. Elroy mm. grows on me a lot, but I don't think this episode makes me like or care about Elroy that much. He's just kind of there. His moment taking the Dean out of VR at the end is is funny, but again, it just feels like they're really milking Elroy's great voice. I yeah. feel like last episode, we got a really clear picture of who Frankie is, what she wants, where she works, and where she doesn't work, you know? And I didn't quite feel that I got that level of understanding of the character from Elroy this week that well, I did no. with Frankie. One thing I will say when it comes to Frankie, she's underserved in this episode. She's a couple good moments, but she's kind of just like the tertiary reactor in a lot of situations but the scene that she has with Britta is pretty good I, I like I think she does a great job in that scene. let's dive in because I kind of want to feel through my feelings on some of the stuff uh in the episode I didn't feel that negatively about it but I didn't really feel anything that great about it either to be honest. Mm. So the episode starts with a pretty community funny thing with people hanging out in the study room. Uh, Britta's moving into Annie and Abed's apartment, so she wanted them to meet her cats in a neutral place. <laughs> so we brought them to the to the study room, which is funny. And this is just to set up uh, a lot of things. The Abed, Annie, Britta of it all this episode. The Chang getting bit by a cat of it all this episode. Um, I don't know. I feel like this episode has a lot of stuff going for it. Yeah, I think there were a lot of good ideas. Like, on paper, this episode could have been really, really, really great. The Abed-Britta-Annie uh, dynamic is cool. And even getting Britta's parents involved through that, through the couch, that all is going to work pretty well for mm -hmm. me. 
I don't, I'm not sure what the problem is. What do you think of Chang uh, really plainly without pain being attacked by this cat under the couch? I think it's hilarious. I, I, I love it. Because this man lived in the vents for like three seasons. Like he he's beyond unhinged, even though he's higher functioning now than he was before. I would not. I would not say that. He wouldn't. Well, he's at least- less homicidal, but I feel like his grip on reality <laughs> is farther removed than ever. That's that's a fair statement, Zach. I I think it's hilarious. Chang is as good as he ever is in this episode. Like I if if it were a weaker week, haha. If it were a uh, a weaker performance from some other people, I think Chang could have stolen an MVP this week. Um, I think Chang being such a highlight of this episode really kind of shows how little this episode has going for it. Yeah. Because he's funny, but it doesn't feel like something that was difficult to write or very inspired at all. Um, it's a funny bit, but I'm laughing because of, of, of Ken's performance. Exactly. And it is funny. I love the way that before he tells people that he's getting hurt, that it's really important that he genders the cat right. Yeah. He's like, and is, is this a boy or girl? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, she's really, he's really <laughs> lodged in there. I'm just waiting for him to finish up. Not a lot I can do at this point. This is my favorite part. It's a pretty big mistake. <laughs> I would have even liked when he pulled out his hand if it looked more gruesome than that. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty embarrassed, embarrassed about, about this. this. Walks away. I, one of my cats would totally be like this, <laughs> stuck in a place, us unable to get her out, and anyone that tries to getting attacked would definitely happen. Yeah, how are how are your cats going? I don't know if the people who aren't pre show viewers that we're at the podcast, we're gonna talk about my cats. Yeah, they're doing uh, good. You've two cats, banana bread they and shit in leaf. the box. They eat food. They meow. They scratch at the door while we're recording. And Last time I saw banana, she was a little baby. Oh, she's getting long. She's big. Banana nice, bread bigger than leaf, leaf yet. No, Leaf is a big girl. She's a little bit chunky. Ooh, I like it. That was fun. I'm glad we caught up on my cats. <laughs> I do like the bit a little bit when Abba's like, oh, yeah, Britta, you know, is going to move in with us because, you know, we cheapest option. And Britta's like, well, that's a little embarrassing. And I was like, oh, sorry, Britta's a super genius scientist who's moving in with us for fun. <laughs> I like the little bit of continuity from last week being that Britta was on tough times when we met her and they yeah. don't just drop it. They... Think of the, oh, where is Britta living? Let's put her with somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that, that makes sense. And then the Dean comes in his VR thing. Let's talk about the VR thing for a bit. Uh, do you feel like, okay, so this kind of came before the Oculus yeah. and the VR headsets were what they were. Do you think this holds up better or worse in a world where you can buy a VR headset? And do you think it will continue to age well as the I think it by? dates it a little bit, but here's what yeah. I'll say. When I was in high school and playing Call of Duty a lot, there was like this rumored thing called an Xbox 720 that was literally exactly what the Dean is doing right now. Where you like walk in the thing and stuff. And it was like going to be the revolutionary new thing and it never happened. But this was exactly that. In some ways, I think it's dated on purpose because the mechanics of the VR headset itself and, like, the gloves and the wires and yeah. all that, it feels very chicken space bus. And the, and the visuals, too, are also very, like, this came 90s. out in 2015. Like, this yeah. was not, <laughs> like, we had graphics. It's also funny that, like, Greendale has no need for this. He probably, like, learned about it and instantly bought it. Yeah. And they just hired someone to keep stuff from this happening. <laughs> I thought the hole in the head back and forth was funny. 
Yeah. Greendale needs it like a hole in the head. You don't, uh, something you don't need a hole in the head. Said through a hole in your head. (laughs) (laughs) I do not get, when Jeff says, isn't VR from the 90s, aren't we over that? Which is funny because it hadn't really even started yet. And he mentions Honeycomb Hideout was the last time he saw VR. No idea what the hell that is. No clue. Jeff's getting old. Yeah. He says he's 40. Abed, you're more machine than man. Want to help me with this? But Abed's got a thing going. And Bruda and Abed attempt a handshake, a Troy and Abed handshake. I think it's funny that they try and that it's so bad. Because Abed's, like, not even willing to do it. Yeah, barely. I don't like it. I think it's – do you not like it as a bit in the show, or do you not like it because it's cringy successfully? It's cringy successfully. Because I like it. I yeah, like it I like that they did that, the but I don't like it. When my yeah, eyes do not I, enjoy right. what I saw. Where does it rank, like, along Pierce stealing it from them in pain? What? Which one's worse? This one's worse. Because Troy's not there. Yeah. So Jeff agrees to help the Dean with his thing Although to I get will out say, of helping Britta move. If there yeah. are any two people that would be allowed to do it, it would be Abed and Britta because they've both seen Troy naked. That's you think for sure. Abed's seen Troy naked. Well, they they body swapped and look at the. At That's the true. That's a very good pull. You didn't remember the all cats are b- girls, but you remember nope. you remember, remember the when dick they looked stuff. at their their penises. You remember the dick stuff. Mm-hmm. Always. Chank comes in with his, <laughs> with his hand, and I love the runner of this entire episode is that Chang, even more than the getting bit by a cat, him plainly saying it all the time, and his hand getting grosser, my favorite thing is just the trail that he's on in this episode, (laughs) trying to find the nurse's office. He leaves the study room, he comes back to the study room thinking it's the nurse's office, later he ends up at Abed's apartment for a moment, (laughs) Then he is at Britta's parents' house. He's all over the place. Well, and I, he just wants help. Like he's like, "Hey, he's it. looking for the nurse's office." <laughs> he's trying to do the right thing. Still a little weird with all the extra stuff in the theme panels. song sequence. Yeah, yeah. I but like the bananas. I'm gonna say it every time. I'm glad that they kept it. Yeah. The Dean looks really funny in the get-up that he has to strap into and walk in the thing. Honestly, having something like that that you can free-range walk in for a VR headset would be kind of cool. Be super cool. However, playing VR games, it seems like mostly that's not how you walk in VR. You use, like, the D-pad and stuff to move, and you stand still or move to do certain things. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, So I've probably mentioned on the here i'm a big formula one fan and i play the game pretty still seriously. drinking baby formula all these exactly years that later. that formula one i'm sponsored by gerber uh use the code ycdap at checkout for you're gonna want that because it's just flying off the shelves <laughs> yeah oh shit uh if you can find it um but I have like a whole. We're like, the reason for the formula shortage because we did a promo code. Yeah, that's why so many people are without formula. Sorry, do your. It's our fault. Our talk bad. Talk about your nerdy thing. Um, so I like use like the whole wheel and like pedals and shit and play the game. It's fun. But this new one that just came out uh, a couple weeks ago uh, has Oculus compatibility, so you can have a more like sim racing experience and put it on your head and you can look around and. That's it's like pretty you're in the cool. cockpit of a car. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't tried played it yet, any but... VR racing games, but I've been curious too because I think it'd be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be kind of intense. You'll have to let me know. 
Because it's pretty intense, like, not in VR when you right. use the wheel and stuff. Because, like, there's actually, like, force feedback and stuff. Huh. And you have to, yeah, it's cool. I think it's really funny, the old wiring of the VR headset and the Dean asking Frankie, jack me up. Jack Never me happened up. to plug in the, like, curly cord into it. <laughs> it looks, it kind of reminds me of the Matrix. You know what? I a little bit miss the curly cords. They didn't get tangled. Did yeah. You think? Why, why did we not need them? Mm. Is it because everyone, like, lays cords flat along a wall if they're doing it right, or... Well, here's the thing, Zach. Curly yeah. cords didn't break. Flat cords break, so you have to buy new ones. That's true. Well, uh, my cords don't typically break. My phone charger cords will break. Uh, you have two cats, Zachary, that will chew through a cord, given ample opportunity. Yeah, but my cats are well-behaved, so they don't do that. Ah. All they right, let's up all other kinds of stuff, but my let's cords see. I'll pop in your house and lay lay a cord in front of them and see if they fold. <laughs> Steven shows up in the middle of the night, like chew this cord, feline. <laughs> I like cover it in catnip and fish juice. What do you think about the vibe of this episode being a season six episode? Do you think it feels different? Do you think it feels emptier? Uh, do you think the the longer episodes make it feel more hollow? How are you feeling about how, what's the temperature of season six for you so far? I've there enjoyed are the moments episodes, where I like a it a different. lot, yeah. But there are other moments where I'm like twenty five and a half minutes, huh? Yeah, even longer, you know. So I'm I like. The parts of the episode that I like, but I feel like it's so much more evident when something that I don't like takes a lot longer to stop being on the screen than it used well, to. Well, that's true. And, like, I like the VR stuff, but on NBC, it would be way more condensed in the yeah. episode. I feel that they wouldn't – or the whole episode – I don't know. They're able to do these, like, meandering hangout episodes this season where they just kind of do a thing. And the, it wore thin a little bit for me, even though I liked the details in the animation – uh, Jim Rash sells every bit that he's given, but there's only so much you can do. After a while, I've seen it. Yeah, the imagery though of Jim Rash in that contraption walking, mystified yeah. at the surroundings is pretty funny. Because I'll say, I mean, we both have you know VR things, and we also have seen people who have never done VR do them for the first time. And it's time. kind of like this. It's exactly like this. The first time my mom, like I had like a the old like Samsung one years ago that was not very good but like there was like a jurassic park like five minute thing and she did it and she like fell down like she was like like it was really funny my like, mom who is wouldn't know how to do anything if you put like a video game controller mm -hmm. in front of her i don't think she's played a video game in her entire life yeah i strapped on the oculus and instantly she was like this is real and like i'm doing it how do i do it and she was doing it that's so cool proud. it was cool yeah, all of the big motions, him trying to make the font bigger, um, him getting excited <laughs> over choosing the time zone. It is pretty funny. That is kind of how it is the first time you put, like, I remember when I put on my Oculus for the first time, I was like, ah, I'm going to select what my waiting room looks like. I'm yeah. changing my settings. I'm calibrating. Like, it's fun. Back to the apartment. This is where the Brita conflict's really going to start off as she's bringing her stuff into Abed and Annie's apartment. And this is when we discover the couch in a second. Mm -hmm. Britta's talking about getting a new bartending job and reselling corn nuts to make money. <laughs> and how everybody's talking about a haircut that she gave to Vicky. So she's that's going to be some income coming her way. You know, something that we haven't talked about. Yeah. That, you know, I'm, I'm just spitballing here because I know there's going to be some, some lulls in this. Uh, we focus a lot on how Abed's life is different without Troy. Uh-huh. But 
regardless of whether or not they were in a romantic relationship, Troy and Britta were really good friends. They were close. Yeah, I think it's just unfortunately the show, while they were a romantic partnership, didn't do the right thing with them. And they only had Troy so long after the fact that they couldn't really do a lot with it either. I don't think it's something the show was ever really able to take stock of, really. And it's a shame. Because Britta why like, that is be something pretty empty right now. We just recorded uh, the Community Rewatch podcast recently with Jen talking about geothermal escapism. Mm-hmm. And especially the way that that episode sets up kind of a I got you between Britta and Abed. It would have been nice to see a little bit more of that. Yeah. What do you think about the couch? It's uh, cute. I, it's a little small, but it's that's cute. That's not what I'm saying. I, not the couch itself. What do you think about? It's a little uh, red yeah, for it's, my it's taste. It's a fine couch. Well, it doesn't look like it'd be that fun of a couch to sleep, like, to live on. Well, it's got a pull-out. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I, that's I, that's not just not my style. Mm-hmm. I'm not a pull-out man. That's fair. Not in my experience, you're not. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the, her parents buying the couch? Her parents buying the couch. Uh, uh, what do you think? What is the official story? They could, did Abed and Annie reach out to the parents first through Facebook? No, the Britta's parents reached to out to us? them through Facebook. Okay. But that also doesn't track that much because they've How would been they talking to the parents forever. How would they know that she's living with them? Is it just like a, I reached out to Annie or Abed because they're your college friends. How's Britta doing? Is she living somewhere? Well, but this is another hole in the episode, Zach. Here, okay. like when we first find out, it's like, oh, the parents reached out in this one situation because they were worried about their homeless daughter. When we find out that it's actually that they've been in contact and they're friends and they have game nights all the time. You know, well, they're on a that's... just drop-in basis. That's weird. I, I I, feel a lot of things about it because on one hand, I think it's kind of funny and meta if all of a sudden the answer for how have they had money to do all the things that they've done without <laughs> working is that Britta's parents are giving everybody money quietly the entire show. I think yeah. that's kind of funny. But the episode... Kind of draws some of those things together to keep the plot moving rather than really dealing with the repercussions or the reality of what a situation like this would be like. Yeah. But as far as them buying a couch for Abed and Annie's apartment so Britta can sleep on a on a pull-out couch bed instead of like a thrifted couch they had, I think is pretty nice. Yeah. Britta's suspicious because the delivery slip says Perry and not Nadir or Edison. Right. And they just off. They try to just move things forward. They try to drop that subject and get her distracted by Portuguese gremlins. What do you think of the Portuguese gremlins runner in this episode? I think it's really funny. It's like every most episodes of season six have a really weird thing that's just in that episode uh, that could not work, but usually does for me. And in this episode, it's definitely this for me. Yeah, I think it's really funny. You know, being with Danny, who grew up watching the. Latin American Spanish dub of a lot of movies and shows, especially like Disney movies. It's really funny hearing how different like a lot of them are. Like she had no idea Toy Story was like a funny movie because it's just not funny because they a lot of times with dubs just directly translate it. Now, this is a little something different, which happens sometimes in cinema, but where they would just totally like remake a different version of it, which does happen like they there's like a Mexican version of High School Musical. That's that's awesome hilarious you can find clips of it on youtube are the songs the same uh i think some of them are similar but like for the most part it's like different but it's 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 high school musical 
but it's really funny. So I like this. This works for me. This yeah, tracks. I think it's funny too. And all the detail, like I think it's really cool that they make a passing reference to Portuguese gremlins, but Community is the type of show that's going to think everything about that movie. Yeah. And we'll see it later. Like go into such detail of what the movie was like, what it looked like, what the rules of the movie were. And that's a very community thing that I appreciate a lot. Have you seen Gremlins? Yeah. I've seen it like once. I don't remember if I saw Gremlins 2. I certainly haven't. But I saw Gremlins. Gremlins is good. Yeah. It's funny the bit here in the Dean's office where he was trying to set the time and everything you do in VR takes a long time but feels really substantial. So Mm -hmm. he gets the time set and feels really good about it. But it's been 20 minutes and (laughs) it's not that time anymore. But he's just so full of power. Do you feel like that when you strap on a headset? Do you feel powerful when you strap on an Oculus? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. You know, I think especially like when you, and this is stupid, this is like a whole gaming console with a bunch of possibilities, and I used it to watch Netflix, like anime on Netflix more than anything else, but it feels kind of cool because it like puts like a giant screen in front of you and puts you in this like mansion, and you're like, yeah, this is, I'm not sitting on a couch in a, two-bedroom apartment i'm i'm on a i'm on a nice couch i'm not by myself i'm friends with all these 13 year olds on vr chat now exactly the dean trying to find the file for the serial number ass is incredibly caked up needing the serial number to get the refund and then the dean like going against that and destroying it so we can keep it this is a pretty good scene this is my favorite part of the vr thing i think other than the ending of it yeah i think this is my favorite part I like how convoluted it is to do all this stuff. Like, the DNX just has to climb up all these cabinets, and he's like, these cabinets would never be this easy to climb in real life. Which, <laughs> literally, when I played the Star Wars VR game, and I, like, climbed a ladder, I was like, this is so cool, I'm climbing a ladder! Like, I literally was like, Danny, this is awesome! So I get it. It it, But to everyone watching, you look like a f***ing idiot. Him <laughs> taking each paper out to the side and tossing it, and the next paper out and tossing it. Yeah, you look really dumb. <laughs> but it's so realistic when you're on it that it just yeah feels like natural movement it's crazy how like just changing what you like see makes you feel so many things it's nuts the mind is a terrible thing terrible yeah do you see a musical on the wall anywhere i'll keep an eye out I think it's very, very funny what he has to do to here. Well, here we a tale of mystery, and then there's another poster to the right of it. I couldn't quite see it. Cabaret. That's a hard pull for a question. Mm-hmm. Him drowning the file and the bubbles being a part of it. I love, and then in a little bit when we meet Elroy and Jeff, like explains to him, you made this work. Uh, you have to do all of this and all of this and all of this just to do this one thing. And Elroy's like, yeah, okay, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like how it cuts back and forth from the VR drowning to the Dean. Well, and the fact that it's like a bottom up like shot of the Dean, so it's like you are the paper. I'm hot. Yeah. That's hot. I'm into it. They uh, sync it up really well. Yeah, the movements in real life versus the movements in VR. Like a minute ago when he's running to the file room and he's like run 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 hop run 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 hop. He's <laughs> yeah. doing it in real life and then the thing like doing a little jump. Mm-hmm. Why does Jeff call uh, Frankie the new Abed? Because he's saying that she's like cold. Oh, okay. Don't know what that means yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. 
Back at the apartment, uh, Abed, Annie, and Britta are watching Portuguese Gremlins, but Britta is going down the trail to leave the room and call the furniture store where they got the couch. And I thought this phone call was a little cheesy. Yeah. The way that she's like, hi, yes, I picked up a sofa from your store recently. The last name is Perry. And then what would they have said to her? Ah, uh, yes. Go, what the? Yes, Deb and George Perry, who paid this much for the couch. Yeah, yes, I think they'd you. be like, oh, okay, what can I do for you? Is the couch okay? You know? Yeah. But instead they're like, yes, woman age 55, man, you know what I mean? Ah, Deborah and George Perry, parents of Britta Perry. You bought this couch Son for your homeless daughter. Martha Potter. Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Gillian Jacobs sells all the moments she gets in this episode really yeah, well. Yeah, she does. When she's really hurt by her friends going around her back to her parents. Um, but yeah, now that we're... Now that we're looking at this storyline a little closer, I'm starting to get to the point of these are all grown adults. I get I get Britta. I get yeah. Britta's trauma. I get Britta's anger. But the the fact that Britta's parents have become so integral to the rest of the study group is pretty shitty. These are all adults. Yeah. Jeff has been coming to them for money. He's probably less than 15 years younger than them. Exactly. <laughs> Britta doing that when they say her parents are really nice is funny because it it does feel that way sometimes when when you're in a moment when you really hate your family and someone tries to say something nice about it you're like but no but oh but oh oh." you don't understand I relate to Britta in not a lot but in certain respects in this episode yeah totally it's funny when Abed just calls her out you're being dramatic and then she's like very dramatically yells no this isn't dramatic this is ah Shoving your mouth. And then Chang, punch- why is he at their apartment? <laughs> he, got, he got bit by a cat. Later on, we're back in the VR world. I really like this VR setting. There are a bunch of palm trees with sunglasses on for some reason. That looks really calming, kind of trippy. Meanwhile, Jeff and Frankie are trying to figure out what they can do to get rid of this thing, and that sends them the direction of one Elroy Potashnik, who we're soon to meet. Jeff goes off to find him, follows the address, and meanwhile, this scene is... I didn't like this. Yeah. Jeff and Britta. uh, When Britta comes to Jeff and is like, everything sucks. I found out Abed and Annie are working with my family. And Jeff tells her what's really up, that they've all been uh, secretly taking money from Britta's parents since before Stella got her groove back. Yeah. I I don't like this. No. I just don't. Like, I don't. <laughs> no, like, that's about right. I get it that there don't have to be great people for us to like the show and things like that, but this is just bad. Britta doesn't look great. Her friends look even worse. Her parents don't look great. Yeah. Everybody just looks bad in this episode. And you're right. I don't need them to be good people, but it doesn't seem like the joke is that they're all bad people. No. You know what I mean? The joke is, oh, Britta's a moocher, and her parents been covering for her. Is that what her. it is? Is the joke that Britta is completely in the wrong That's what it's painted like. I don't know if I agree with that. Now, By I don't everyone get other the, than Frankie. Maybe we'll end up arguing like we did last week over this in a little bit. <laughs> but go. I don't know if I... I don't know. We'll see. As far as the scene with Jeff, it made me not like Jeff very much. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, because I've liked Jeff quite a bit lately. However, I do think it is a little funny, and if the show showed us this, I would have thought it was funny. P- painting the picture of, like, 
the study group somehow starting to come to Britta's parents for money for what Britta has done to them. And yeah. at one point, the family being like, well, why don't you guys come over for dinner and games? And being like, you know what? That sounds great. And meanwhile, Britta literally is homeless. And they've yeah. just like lost sight of that because they're like helping each other, helping themselves. Well, but here's my thing. It's kind of funny. Why would you go to somebody's parents if they owed you money and they were your friend? Yeah, you, yeah, right. If you owed me money, I wouldn't be knocking down Mary Baker Badisa's door. Yeah. Maybe it would depend on how much money. At a certain point, maybe I would. Well, sure, but does Britta owe them, like, $50,000? I don't think so. Are you saying that you do owe me $50,000? We'll talk about that later. That's 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 Patreon talk. You I want to find really, out. Really, it's my fault. You know, I give you money to take to bet on the horsies twenty-five times. You know, yeah. it's really on me. It's fair. You can't can't hand me that much, man. Cheng really can't get to the nurse. He's really having <laughs> trouble. And we get the introduction of Elroy when Jeff shows up in a studio parking lot to his Winnebago where he is living. It doesn't even look like it. It absolutely isn't like a campground of some sort. No, it's a parking lot. And it's not like this episode doesn't have the money for other settings because we get the house and stuff. Yeah, it, and it kind of makes it feel like it's on Greendale's parking lot. Talk to me. What do you think about Elroy in this first episode? I like him. I know that I grow to like him, but I remember watching this episode for the first time and being like, well, I don't think Frankie is like a. From a from more of a kiddish perspective, mm-hmm. Frankie wasn't like my favorite character in the world or anything, but she certainly like fit into the show. At first, watching this, I was like, "How is this guy gonna fit into the show?" Yeah, and I kind of tried to remove myself from thinking about anything that happened after this episode and just try to kind of take him where he was. And if if I just do that, I like him as the kooky inventor who is the VR expert or whatever. That's pretty silly. That sounds pretty silly it's a pretty silly show, Zach. And from what I remember, the character really isn't that for the rest of the season other than being no, the No, he's IT. just old. He's the IT guy, and he helps with, like, electronic issues occasionally, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I mean, I like Keith David, so I like Elroy, but I don't know how much I care about anything going on with him you know i I almost feel like this vr storyline and introducing elroy's new character should have been two separate things i think it should almost have been elroy should have been like a different character from the beginning Mm. yeah and this could have just been some guy i don't know it's not the worst thing in the world but i certainly wasn't like what's this guy gonna bring to the table other than of course keith david's golden voice and this comes off of We've had disagreements lately of how much we love Buzz Hickey. Instantly, I was like, this guy's interesting. He's going to be fun to have into the fold. And I know that Elroy proves that later, but I don't see it in this episode that much. Mm-hmm. Have it's you seen Lawnmower of, Man? No, it's just a bunch of... That part of is it, it, it is that. It's that there's so many dated references that just don't speak to me personally. Well, and I feel like I normally get a lot of the references that are like even like 90s, late 80s, but these like are way over my too. head too. There were some deep cuts. Have you seen Lawnmower Man? Hell no. I've seen Lawnmower Dog, the Rick and Morty episode. Keith David, also a prominent voice on Rick and Morty. Can I be honest with you and tell you that I literally, because of Lawnmower Man discussion right now, just realized why it's Lawnmower Maintenance in this episode? Why it's called that? That happens to the best, Zach. Sometimes I'll get through the whole episode that. and not know why the hell it's called what it's called. 
Britta shows up to her parents' house, and it's really cool to see the show film in a setting like this. This is really out of the norm for what we see visually on this show. Yeah. And what do you think of Britta's parents, of the actors that play them, of the vibe they give off? Uh, do you just not like it at all? The actors are fine. I just think the storyline's shitty. I think that the parents are pretty shitty, too. Their reasoning for why they were bad parents hmm. is unacceptable. It is unacceptable, and I think, like Community always does, there's interesting stuff even with what they're providing us. Mm -hmm. Like, these parents could be like, well, we don't remember doing any of that stuff, so if you've held on to that, that's on you, not us. The show could do that, but then they need to do something counteracting that. But they don't. They don't. I do think Britta gets a nice couple moments where she really makes clear some of the low-key f***ed up stuff that her parents did do to her as a kid. But unfortunately, it's not validated by the parents or her friends, and so Britta just comes off as she's saying all this stuff, but it's all in her head. There's not even, like, a runner... Yeah, the friends should be more than just there. At least one of them. One of them should be like that, and Jeff should be like, but there's so much money. Does Jeff yeah. show up here? Does he end no. up showing up here? No. One of, Annie. I, yeah, it's weird. It makes you feel like they don't really like Britta that much, which mm -hmm. really sucks. Which makes it even worse that they're taking money from her parents. And the way that they tell the speech of like, well, we've learned after decades of trying that the best thing to do is to coddle you from afar. No, that's you just kind of saying, well, we're just going to send money and put it out of sight, out of mind about yeah. our kid. Kind of shitty. Pretty shitty. Also, the jokes aren't that good. No. In this section. Although I, it's very paternal when he's like, but you, kiddo, if, if you were if on you the were Tinder, on twin they'd Tinder. all be swiping right. Uh, do you realize who these actors are and why they're significant to each other? Uh... They both look very familiar, but not off the top of my head, no. I don't even know the actress's name, but that's Martin Mole. We've seen him in more stuff. He's Gene Parmesan on Arrested Development. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but they were in Clue together. They were a couple together in Clue. The Clue's a great Clue. movie. Yeah. So it's a bit of a Clue reunion having them be together as Britta's parents. And nice. on a looks-wise, I buy them as Britta's parents. Yeah, sure. I think she kind of looks like she could be Britta's mom. They're both white women. I'll take it. And it feels like they don't have a whole... Zach, I think you did a great job in This is the Dad. I... You should talk about it more often. What? Because I'm just a white guy? white guy. Yeah. I can't tell. I don't see color. It, I feel like the show didn't have a full picture of what these parents are, why they're bad. Because what? They're hippies, but they're also uber conservative about their kid and controlling over... I feel like it would have made more sense for them to just be uber conservative. Yeah. Like, why add the, oh, I remember Woodstock. Do you remember Woodstock? Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Us being bad parents was your Woodstock. How? And they were drug testing their kid at 11 because she's laughing too much because of their brain. I, I'm... It's very small-minded of them to think that when they're people who are, like, around drugs. Yeah, I don't get it. It makes no sense. So they care more about Woodstock than their daughter is what they are saying. I, I put it together. This is why the episode works. Even Britta's parents Britta everything. They britta parenting. They're the worst, too. That's the point. Mm. Right? No? I think that's being generous. Okay. All right. Annie and Abed are there. They've been hiding for the whole time. And then Britta starts hitting them in a row one by one with the... This went on a little too long. Again. I thought it was kind of funny. I think Britta acting out... This is like the... 
Britta in this episode is like the version of Annie from the Crisis Alert episode that works for me because I buy Britta's motivations and it's something where like your emotions get involved when it's your parents are involved mm-hmm. and you can act out like a kid even when you're a grown ass adult. It, they, they can just tear it out of you every now and then. For the most part, I think also, though, not to the extent that Annie, Crisis Alert Annie does, but Britta does kind of go a little bit uh, off the chain when she hits Abed in the face and steals a little kid's bike. I mean, that's a funny image. I think it's a funny image. The kid's bike is the one thing. But I, I don't know. I think the way that Britta, before that, the way that Gillian plays Britta trying to start her car with her head down, she's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like, just a really silly face that she has. Yeah. I think she sells all of this really well. Her parents are literally trying to throw money at her, and she could, she'd could, she rather do anything. She And, well, you've got to think about this. If this is, We learned earlier in this episode that Britta set fire to a Jamba Juice. Uh-huh. So she would steal the clearest, the, the sure. nearest vehicle to her, and it happened to be a kid on a trike that she can fit on. Yeah. It's silly, and it's a little bit of a stretch, but if Britta's this, like, crazy... Not crazy. She's not crazy. But if, if she's this person that can do these off-the-wall things when she's riled up in a way, sure. usually by her parents, sure, she can take a bike from a baby. I buy it. Just after saying, stop infantilizing me. That's a dope-ass tricycle. Yeah. The things to hold on to... My brother had something kind of similar to that. It was called a psycho cycle. I thought it was funny first how Abed, when he steal when Britta steals the bike, he's just like, "Oh, nice, nice green green machine, green monster, whatever he calls it, something like that." And I, why do the parents give the kid the money so that he doesn't they stole his bike? Yeah, so that he doesn't you know get Britta in trouble for stealing from him. What's her problem? He asks. She's growing up, and the mom strokes the random kid's hair. Yikes. And we're back to the VR. This is the point, you know, we're 18 minutes into the episode. Typically, we'd be at the end of the episode, and there's still eight minutes left, which could be fine. I thought last episode used its runtime pretty well. But this one, when we've got these, like, pretty simple cut, beginning, middle, end, A, B, and C plots, now that it's, like, the fourth time we've cut back to the VR thing and before we're getting to the end of it, you know, I'm getting kind of a little worn out with it at this point. Yeah, I think it just goes on too long. Like, the episode would have been more enjoyable for me if the last scene before we cut back to the VR wrapped up the British parents thing, and then we wrap up the VR, put on a a, 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 a gremlin Portuguese end tag, and sail off into the sunset. I really do like the ending of how Elroy gets the Dean out of the VR system and how they like in a little bit, how they pull the maneuver of like lifting him up and putting him in front of a screen as a pacifier. I think is really, really funny. Uh, But I just get no vibes of why purely based on this episode, this introduction, why this character finds something at this place that keeps him sticking around really. Well, I think it's almost that they showed him that he had no purpose and so that he had to come there to find one. He was fine. Why is this thing that he invented a while ago not being good? I don't know. Why wouldn't he just go and try again? Make it better. He was working on that whole Angry Birds thing. As much as Jeff shat on it, clones of things make so much money. The amount of, like, Minecraft clones that have turned into, like, hugely successful games. That's very true. 
the you amount like of Call the... of Duty clones, the the battle royale games, like that's exactly how you make a shit ton of money. That's is just true. be the second person to come up with something and make it just different enough that somebody buys both and you're good to go. Let's move on to this Britta and Frankie scene in Frankie's car. It's funny when Britta I wanna, surprises Frankie. Yeah, I want to call attention to the excellent Paget Brewster Brewster acting there when she's surprised. She genuinely looks scared. I felt a little bit. This ends up being a nice moment. And I kind of like that later on, Britta tells us what Frankie taught her without us seeing Frankie teach her much of anything. Because yeah. when Britta or when Frankie looks at Britta in the eye and is like, what is going on, Britta? It doesn't have the weight that it would have if it had been one of her friends. Like if sure, it had been she Annie. Know her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's a good moment for Frankie, and I love Frankie as a character, but it is bad that this episode does shitty things with Britta's quote-unquote real friends and doesn't let her or them have any type of this kind of moment to come to some type of agreement together. Well, and this is really the only part of the whole Britta, you know, the meat of the plot that works for me because I think this is a real thing. You know, I mean, for me, I mean, I've talked about how my relationship with my mom is much better now than before I moved out of the house. But I, you know, so now all my friends and, you know, my people meet my mom as this, you know, more... uh, open chill person who does more things that are like fun and things like that but like when i was a kid i wasn't allowed to do shit you yeah. know so it's Same. it's different and even my brother and sister have a totally different experience with her than i did because i grew up stricter because i was the older child and you know it was different so yeah. i get where brit is coming from where she's like what the fuck is wrong with all these people like you guys don't know them like i do there's a difference now and I think that Frankie's the only person that validated Britta's real feelings at all. Yeah, and it's sad. Good moment for Frankie, though. Yeah. Now we get Elroy joining uh, the Dean in the VR thing. Even though it doesn't make a lot of sense, I really liked Elroy's little portable device that helps him hop into the Dean's thing. I love it. What is it that he actually does here other than show him what clicking and dragging is like and putting him in a seat. That's all Absolutely he does, Absolutely nothing. Right? He just, he makes him it makes see it sound you, more you have dramatic this power. And he's like, oh, wow, I have this power because I'm in VR. But then he shows him that he has the power outside of the VR. This is a pretty clever way to end this. I'll give the community writers this yeah. one. This is really clever. My God, it's incredible as he's virtual reality manipulating a computer and then gets taken to the real one and the way that the dean's like a baby like he was in the matrix Ah! and he's unplugged and he doesn't know where he is or what he is which i'll say when you're in one of those things it's very disorienting uh to take it off suddenly that's for damn sure this is a really great solution there's like here you go now manipulate worlds and he's just dragging folders around on the (laughs) desktop it's like it'll be okay in an hour yeah what do you think about the hard drive and wingman thing where they make it's a fine. bad joke, they look at each yeah. other, and then it's like the commercial for a show. I didn't chuckle at the, well, can you fix the real Dean? No. But I, I specifically made like a uh, face. And then and I this season this does guy. this joke a couple of times mm. with like other shows. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I guess it kind of fits in with the Shirley thing from last week. Yeah. Also, like, all that stuff happens with Britta storming away and Annie and Abed still sit down at the parents' house for wine and games. Yeah, that's shitty. And they act like they're worried. They're literally just playing a game. And you're right. It, it, 
Britta apologizes. And maybe she owes apologies in some right. Not really an apology, but I feel like she takes more of the grunt than what she's than what's necessary. There's no apology from her parents, I feel like. Not at all. And I mean sometimes that's just how it happens though. Sometimes you're like parents, this is all the ways you fucked me up and I'm upset and I'm different because of it. And they're like, oh, yikes. Like, I forgive you, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No matter what, I'll be your parent. If I had a nickel for every time at communities on Twitter, <laughs> said that to me. So, yeah, Britta basically is like, well, I've been bad and I've been anxious and I do these things when I feel a certain way. But we're all going to die. So why don't we just love each other? You're going to die and I'm going to die. And like, that sounds great. And then separately, Abed and Annie are also hugging. And then I kind of forget about all of this because the Chang stinger is so funny. Yeah. Now he's at Britta's parents' house. I got bit by a cat, Deb. (laughs) It's so big and puffy. They did really great VFX makeup on yeah, his Yeah, they hand. did. Literally for, like, there are three different versions of it, and each time you only see it for, like, a couple seconds, and I'm sure that was an hour each time in a makeup chair. Yeah. I don't love the ending with Elroy. I feel like what happens here is convoluted and kind of doesn't even, it does and doesn't make it seem like Elroy, it, it, it makes it seem like Elroy's going to come back to Greendale, but it doesn't really make it seem like he's going to be a main character and sitting at the study table next week. Does it? Mm-mm. No, I think they should have had it more like, I don't know. It, it's kind of half-assed. Well, I think it. what the thing is, is that Community didn't need Elroy. They wanted Keith David. Yeah. And so they made Elroy. And the show's better for having Keith David, but the show kind of like makes up a reason for, I don't know. I, it almost would have been better if it was just like, here's Elroy, here's this guy, he's been here for a long time, here he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what they did with Hickey. It's like, he's been a teacher for a long time, we just haven't crossed paths with him yet, mm-hmm. and after this, we might not cross paths with him again. I don't yeah. know, it feels, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Elroy's stands are going to come for me. People love Elroy. I like Elroy. I know he's going to win me over more. But it, I like Elroy. I remember liking Elroy, but I also don't remember a ton of season six, so... Compared to last week's episode, the Frankie episode versus the Elroy episode, the Frankie episode is quite a few notches ahead, I think. That's a buy. Do you think this is low-level community, or do you think this is mid-level community? I think parts of it are low-level community, and I think parts of it are upper-mid-level. I like the VR stuff more, I think. I mean, I really liked it the first time I saw it, but now that I've seen it a hundred times, I think it loses its luster for me. It's not a joke with a lot of replay value, I don't think. Uh, so that's why Jesus wept. Kind of. This is kind of when we get our new, like, what the family's going to be. This is the first time this season where we've got the whole study group plus, D, I mean, of who's left, plus Elroy, Frankie, Dean, Chang. The whole cast is here surrounding Chang. Uh, as he just got his wound treated, it's like a way better version of the G.I. Jeff ending. <laughs> yeah, what what a different picture, though, we have of this crew uh, compared to... No Shirley, no Hickey. No Troy, no Pierce. You know, no Duncan. No uh, uh, Professor Slater. I don't like the ending of this episode. I don't like the Dean's voiceover speech. I think it feels... 
I thought they were making fun of Scrubs. I think they are, but then there's not really a joke to it. It just ends the speech and the episode's over. You know what I mean? It There's yeah. no, like, we cut not to the meta, Dean he voicing it. it in front of a microphone. You mm-hmm. know, there's no, like, meta thing. It's just, a, it becomes, it's it's a, it's a riff on Scrubs, sure, but because they don't make any jokes about Scrubs, they're just doing that thing. They're yeah, just yeah. doing that sitcom trope. It's true. And it didn't work very well for me. Although I like that the Dean has like his way to tap back in to the VR world and it's having the, the phone strapped to your head and he still wears these like big rubber gloves to <laughs> Which feel is more funny because like... that's like exactly what the Google thing looked like. It's like yeah. a cardboard f***ing box that you set your phone in. $150. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. It's not a good ending to the episode. Uh, it, for an episode that's supposed to be a Brita episode, it's not a good ending for an episode. It just shows that they don't really know how to write Brita sometimes, or Correct. they don't really know what to do with Brita. Brita's written fine and acted fine, but they don't know what to do with Brita. They don't know what their angle on Brita is. Is she a good person? Is she a bad person? Who knows? You know? Yeah. It's a little frustrating in this episode. That Just like Bondage and Beta Male Sexuality last year, getting into her past with uh, being a, a anarchist, uh, it, it's, it, it doesn't scratch the itch that an idea like that makes Did me Britta want it to. Did Britta win our season four MVP? I don't remember. Because I feel like if there was a season that she would have won, it would be four. I feel like maybe we gave it to her, but on the by the numbers, no. she didn't. You don't think so? I don't Maybe think not so. for you. Because it's more that she's consistent in the season, not much that every single episode mm. other than her story of dance hinges on her. Let's wrap this one up. Is there anything you want to say about the Portuguese Gremlins trailer? I think it's really funny. I like it. I like all the um, Portuguese-ifying of the names and like the final credit, like the Cristobal McKenna or whatever they call it. I'm also... Just really impressed with how much they put into this, the setting. They put more effort into this than completing the stories this episode. Yeah, the setting, the sound, to feel like an old movie, to feel like an old foreign movie that's a ripoff of a real movie. I mm. think it's great. I love learning all of the rules for what makes the Portuguese, the, the knee-high mischief, mischief monsters mm-hmm. tick. I like learning about that. And I like that the wise old man smoking a pipe at the end is like the badass with a gun that just shoots them all to kill them. Yeah. That's a funny intag. How do you think? Let's talk about what was last season's, uh, last week's intag. Oh, yeah. That was a, that a was traumatic event. One. It was the Shirley one. Uh, let's rank them. What's what's better, this one or the Shirley one? Oh, I this think one. it's this one. Yeah. Yeah. Just all the details like salt makes them angry. They're attracted to love. Salt makes them multiply. Oh, it makes them multiply. They hate Christmas. Holy water turns them to good, but rainbows makes them even more evil than before. <laughs> it's a funny joke. I like it. I One of my favorite parts of the episode, really. It's yeah. one of those community bits that I remember Portuguese gremlins more than I remember anything else from this episode, so oh, I forget totally. that it's from this episode. Well, that's the end of it. What's there to say? Let's let's do an MVP. It, it's tough to pick. Uh, Not for me. Okay. Honorable mention to Chang. Yeah. I guess honorable mention to Gillian Jacobs, not Britta. Yeah. Um, my MVP is the Dean. I liked the VR stuff. Dean made me laugh a lot. Dean wins today for me. I think I'm going to have to do honorable mention Dean, and I will give it to Britta. I don't have so many problems with what Britta's doing, what Britta's going through, the issue, the decisions that Britta makes. It's more her friends around her and her family around her 
than her. But does Britta actually do anything good? Or does no, she just get shot? No, on? but no, but I do think there's some interesting stuff in this episode that you have to dig a little bit for, but that does dive into the parent daughter trauma that Gillian is able to to show us even when the material isn't quite up to snuff, I think. Sure. Uh, the you know what DNA- else I don't like about season six? Yeah, what? These extra credits at the end. Well, yeah, there wasn't time for them on, on NBC. Now it's yeah. like this whole thing. There's no mm-hmm. content to it. It's just the and music. It's like I like a, the, a vastly different song than the other I like the, the song's fine. I like the song. It's fine. Okay, well, that's it. We've done it. Let's wrap this thing up. That was fun. It's kind Let's of put a, a uh, non-Christmas bow on it because we don't want to upset, upset the knee-high. Knee that's so funny. I just got an email. Uh, updates to our supplemental Oculus terms of service and data policy. They've been they listening. They know we're talking about them. They've been listening. This was fun. And honestly, it makes me a little nervous because season three – season three? Jesus. Wowza. Season six – is now off to kind of a rocky start. I thought the first episode was one of my favorite season premieres, if not my favorite season premiere of the entire series. And then this episode is kind of swinging a miss. It's I'd put it around where I'd put bondage and beta male sexuality because it Ooh. it it like uh, uh, tackles interesting topics but doesn't actually have anything to say about them. And that was in our bottom five or bottom three. Yeah from seasons five. Oh boy that's I, not a great sign i liked this episode more when i watched it than when i really dove into it just now yeah. it, it took it away from me i don't think it's a bad sign for season six i compare next week, this one for me to the uh no i like it less than the bear down episode pretty considerably but where yeah, it has one aspect that i like and one aspect that i'm kind I see of okay what you mean. on but i'm less than okay on the british parents bit so well next week brings it back up because and this might be i think i like this episode more than a lot of people do next week's one of my favorite episodes of season six next week's community's 100th episode it's basic crisis room decorum that's the oh, we like, gave a yeah. degree to a dog episode that's like the, that episode. the the dean buying olives for jeff episode i really like that one and i'm excited to get into it yeah we uh watched that one for Kevin Lanigan, we watched. Uh, we mm-hmm. were on a segment for advanced community studies about that episode. Yeah, and now we've come watch. full circle to it. So, if you want to be a part of it, as, as we're getting into our final season, our emails have been booming. You guys have been killing it and giving us some great messages. So, send us in your trivia, episode MVP, and favorite funny moments from Basic Crisis Room Decorum uh, to Candice Point Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll get into that next week. And Stephen, where else can the people find us? Uh, if you want to enter our world within worlds, you can go over to Twitter and give us a follow over at You Can't Disappoint. We're also on Instagram uh, over at Can't Disappoint Podcast. If you want to put on your viewfinders and sneak a peek at what, what we got going on there. What did you call earlier though? It was view. Viewgo. Viewgo. Put on the your Viewgo. Put on your Actrivia brand. Actrivia is <laughs> finally stepping foot into the VR landscape with the Actrivia Viewgo. It's been a long time coming. Uh, but yeah, come check us out over there. We're also on Facebook and YouTube. Hop into the metaverse uh, over at the whole name of the show. You can't disappoint a podcast. We'd love to see you there in virtual reality and nothing more than that. Well, also, if you'd like to support our show and take it further, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Uh, really, that's the podcasts within podcasts over there. Hey, We've got so much going on from Brokeback Bebop to the pre-show to getting uh, postcards from us to being shouted out on this show 
every week. And starting next week, the Patreon members will be getting this show a complete week early every single a week. A whole seven so days. So go sign up. Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. From inside... What, what am I doing? From inside... I, I just lost it. I, You know what I mean? I, I was saying it without like yeah. knowing what I was saying. Uh-huh. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. I don't have anything snarky. Do you have a snarky thing to, to, to put in there in parentheses? Jesus swept. Because he's racist. Well, not Jesus. Right. They were all racist against Jesus because he was black. Uh, agree to disagree. Okay, it's from inside the dreamatorium. Black Lives Matter. Jesus is white. I'm Zach. <laughs> I'm Steven. And we'll see you all next week. There'll be music. You don't need to do that. <laughs> There's already a song. It's in the way